Welcome to today's podcast with Bishop Wale Ajayi. Many times people think that it's more important to pray than to read the scriptures. Now, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm saying this now, I'm not downplaying prayer. But I want to encourage you, read the scriptures more. Because in, when you pray, you are seeking answers. Abi. Now, the answer is already provided in the scripture. So, why don't you read the scripture more? So, when you pray, you are praying for the place of knowing your answers have been have come already. Am I making sense to you? God is not an idol that you shout and shout. You know, remember the story of... <laughs> my members come to us today. <laughs> remember the story of Elijah trying to mean, pray to the purpose of Baal. They had to shout and shout and cut themselves and shout. And people still carry that thing to, to church. That if I not shout, well, if I not do, if I not do something, we go pay me God. No, that's not our father. Our father knows what you need before you even ask. So give yourself to the reading of scripture. Know, and, and especially the epistles. Especially the epistles. I saw this yesterday. He has bought his NLT. Where's your NLT? Show them. I didn't buy it for him. He bought it. Uh, show them. Wave it. NLT. It's not greed this year. Not greed. <laughs> uh, this is what you should not grieve for. Don't, don't not be grieved for stupid things. Not grieve for ignorance this year. Not grieve for ignorance this year. Not grieve. <laughs> don't, don't be not green. They say, they say somebody say, I'm not green. I'm not green. So it means in destiny helper. Destiny helper says, send your account number. Say, I'm not green. You send your account number. <laughs> they, they. There's some things to grieve for. When they say, send your account number, grief. Say, I'm not grief, I'm not grief, I'm not grief. You better grief for what's important for you. <laughs> Somebody say, amen. Glory to God. And so, so it's important that we read the scriptures and receive God's, the answers. And as we look at the word, you will see that most of what you are troubled about have been answered already. Now, so if you have any particular situation that is a problem giving you anxiety, that's what you present to God in prayer. So let me give you an example of what I'm trying to say. Don't pray this say, God, oh God, show me your favor. God, show me your favor. Oh God, these things are bad. Oh God, there's every power fund attacking my foundation. That is not prayer. That is waste of time. That's not prayer. That can be prayer. So, before you start praying like that, read the word and see that you are in Christ. That everything that is wrong with you spiritually has been handled already. That you don't have any spiritual problem by your union with Christ. You don't have a foundational problem by your union with Christ. Know who you are in Christ. Now, if you now have a problem, for example, you don't have, your, your landlord is going to come tomorrow for his rent, and there's enough, not enough money, you now come to God in prayer. Father, my landlord is coming tomorrow. I don't have enough money to pay the rent. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus, give me money to help to pay that rent. That is, that's the prayer. The prayer is not, oh God, they're attacking my foundation. You don't have a foundation to be attacked. You are in Christ. So what fuels all the prayer, prayer, prayer is a lack of knowledge. It's based pure ignorance of who you are in Christ. What you have in Christ. What you can do in Christ. And we will not subject, we will not change the truth just to make people happy. I'm a servant of Christ. Not a servant of the church. You know what I just said? We are servants of Christ. Our, 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 our obligation, our loyalty is to Christ. And that must be preached. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. So the first thing I want you to know this morning, like we said, when you see fish in water, swimming in water, are you, are you, it shock you? When fish is swimming in water, it shock you? When lion roars, it shock you? It not shock you. So it is when you are walking in the supernatural, it's not supposed to shock you. The super, just as water is to fish, is the supernatural to you. Do you know the Bible even says in Romans 8 that we are in the spirit? Not in the flesh. We are in the spirit. We don't get in the spirit because choir is singing a slow song. 
We are in the spirit all the time. That's our location. Is somebody hearing what I'm trying to say to you? I was the one giving GPS locations to Bishop's helicopter. I've learned it now. I can do location for helicopter, not for cars. I'm not, in, I'm not in car level. I give location for helicopter. Don't mind them. Now, now um, WhatsApp location. I see they work for. Somebody say amen. And so they need the location to land. Same thing, you must know something, child of God. Know your location. Know who you are. You are in Christ, not in Benin. You, you are in him. In him we live. You live in Christ. Benin is where you are now in your, your physical body, but your relocation is Christ. You are in the spirit. You are in Zion. Somebody say amen. And you, you must train your mind to live that way. Train your mind to live that way. Somebody say amen. I've said it jokingly before. I said, imagine that they are robbing in worry in NRA. Your friend in NRA calls you. See if they are area. You are in Benin. You hide under your bed. Where is the thief? Where for worry? Where you did? Where you did for Benin? Under bed. Under bed. Why can you be? Why will you be under your bed in Benin when the thief for worry? How? What? How? How is thiefing in worry your business? You are in light. You are in the kingdom of light. You are in Christ. You are in the start your location. Learn it. Whatever being discussed in darkness has no business with you. And I've told you before, the responsibility of the king of any kingdom is to protect its citizens. So this mentality of devil just coming to your life and doing what he likes, I don't know where it came from. I'm protected. Put on your do like this, like, with attitude. I'm protected. I'm preserved. I'm provided for. No lack in my life. Nobody can do you and nobody. God has, God has not given power to anybody to oppress you. Nobody. He said, he said for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. Somebody say amen. So last week we began the series of teaching, the series of teaching we began, and what we showed you last week was, Christ in his humanity as a fundamental doctrine of the church because if we are going to operate in the supernatural we must see that who we are patterned after or who we are looking at as an example is just like us. You are not following what I'm trying to say to you. That the person, when we say Jesus, the pattern for the supernatural if we see him as a superhero like Spider-Man, like Superman we will not connect with him. We will say, oh, it's because the reason why he did the things he did is because he's Jesus, son of God. But we took time last week to establish that even though he was son of God and God, he did not operate on the earth as God, but as a man. Say a man. So I showed you scriptures last week. He was hungry. He was angry. He, 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 he ate. He slept. He was tired. He was a human being in every way. Hebrews 4 even tells us. Hebrews 4.15 even tells us. Show me that. That he was tempted like us in every way. Let's read loud. One to God. For you do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our what? Weaknesses. But was in how many points? How many points? Now, how many of you would like to tell me all your temptations? I didn't say you did bad the temptations you have had in your life. How I many of you would like to tell me your temptations? <laughs> I say no hand is raised. Because the kind of temptations you have had, if I hear, I will just faint. Am I making sense to you? Think about it. How many of you can want to freely share with me all your temptations, all the things that have tempted you? I didn't say you did it too. It just crossed your mind. You can't push and come out. <laughs> now, look at scripture again. But was in how many points? Can you see all there? What does all mean? Do you see that Jesus in his humanity shared our weaknesses? He shared our frailty. He shared our human 
human frailty. The Bible even tells us in Hebrews 5 verse 7 that in the days of his flesh, he offered up prayers and supplication and petition to him who was able to save him from death and he, heard, he was heard because of his godly fear. So even Jesus had to pray, asking God, show me in the Amplified Version, that, that might help. That might help. Yeah? In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up definite special petitions for that which he not only wanted, but what? Needed. So Jesus, he prayed. He was human. He had needs. He had wants. And he talked to God about them. Somebody say hallelujah. So the first thing we established last week is to make you comfortable to see that Jesus, he, yes, your prayer in the supernatural manifested his glory, but he did it from a human angle, human perspective. He didn't do it as God. He did it as a man. And you too, say me too. Yes, you too. As a man who has put faith in Jesus, we have shown you that just as what Jesus did, you too can do. Somebody say hallelujah. Even Jesus said, the works I do, shall you do what? Also, a greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. Now, this morning, I want to, have established Christ, um, coming to Christ, uh, us being likened to Christ in his humanity, I want us to see that we also have been begotten like Christ. Say begotten, like Christ. Now, I want to let you know that there's a difference between his birth and his being begotten. Christ was born, but he was also begotten. You know what I just said? Christ was born by Mary, but begotten by the Father. Are you following me? Christ was born, Jesus was born by Mary, but he was begotten of the Father. See, Bishop, what does that mean? So let's look at scripture. Romans 1 verse 4. Look at Romans 1 verse 4. Romans 1 verse 4. Let's have a Romans 1. Okay, go to verse 3 first of all. Okay, okay, go to verse 2. Aha, verse 1. Paul, the born servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to what? So every apostle is separated to the gospel. Apostle is not one that does evening service. Apostle is not one that shouts on people. Apostle is not one that thinks he's higher than every other person. Apostle is one who is separated to what? He's a preacher of what? Is a preacher of what? And what, why, why is he a preacher of the gospel? Why is he an apostle? He preaches the gospel to unreached places. He takes the message of Christ to a place never been reached before by the gospel. That's why Paul said, that having, having done, having seen nowhere else to go, I want to come to Rome now. For I fully preached the gospel everywhere. Now there's no place to go anymore. I want to come to Rome now. So he was coming to Rome because everywhere else had been done. Rome had never been reached, and Rome had been reached, but he longed to preach in Rome. So he was coming to Rome now because he has gone everywhere he should go. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Apostle is not a senior ranking member in the church. Apostle takes the gospel to a place never been reached before by the gospel. If you hear, see, I hear. Before you have ambition to be apostle. <laughs> Next scripture. Next verse. Alright, to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Verse 3, concerning who? His son Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born, you see that? Of the seed of David, according to the flesh, watch it, verse 4, and declared to be the son of God with what? Power, according to the spirit of holiness, by what? So watch it. It was in his resurrection he was declared or begotten. I'm making sense to anybody. As the son of God in his resurrection. Of course when he was born, he's the son of God. That's what he has. But what the declaration of his sonship was by his resurrection. Let me show you what I mean. Acts 13. Acts 13 verse 32 and 33. Let's say that. Acts 13 verse 32. Now I'm showing you this because you will see where we come into as we have, as begotten. Because we don't share his birth. I don't follow what I'm trying to say to you. We are not born the way he was born. He was born by virgin birth. You and I were not born that way. 
So most times when we tell you, you are like Christ, you are like Christ, in your mind you are wondering, ah, ah, how? How am, I, how am I like him? So in your mind you just, so this morning I want to try to show you what it means that you are now like Christ. Look at the Bible. Acts, Acts 13, 32 and 33. And we declare to you what? The glad tidings of the promise which was made to the fathers, 33 now, God has what? Fulfilled this to for us, their children, in that he did what? Raised up Jesus. As also it is written in the second psalm, you are my son. Today, what day? Have I begotten you? When did he begot him? When he resurrected him from the dead. So in his resurrection was when he was begotten by, the, by, by, the, by God. Am I making sense to you? Now, let's send the scripture that purchases that. Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1. Oh, glory to God. Show me Hebrews 1. God, at various times, jump, jump to verse 3. Out of time. Okay, no, stay there. Stay there. Go back. Go back. God, do at various times in various ways, spoken time past by the fathers, the prophets. Verse 2. As it is last day spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. You see that? Through whom he also what? May the world, verse 3, verse 3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged that sin, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, verse 4, having become so much better than what? The angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name when did Jesus obtain this excellent name? Philippians 2. Philippians 2. For he, let, let's hold it. Go to Philippians 2. We're going to come back here. Let me explain that to you. Go to Philippians 2. Look at Philippians 2 from verse 5. Go to verse 5 quickly. Let his mind bring you which was also in Christ Jesus. Next verse. Who being the form of God did not consider that to be called with God. Verse 7. Who been made of his reputation. One someone left the man. Verse 8. And being found in the appearance of a man, what did he do? And became what? To the point of death, even what? Verse 9, verse 9. Therefore God has what? And giving him a name which is what? So when did Jesus obtain this name? Talk to me. When did he obtain this name? Resurrection. So what Hebrews is referring to where it says, by inheritance, he obtained a more excellent name. He's speaking about his resurrection. Is somebody here what I'm trying to say to you? And you know, I was thinking about it. Inheritance, somebody has to die for inheritance. But God did die. So he's the one who died. You're not following what I'm trying to say to you. He died, he rose again, and by his resurrection, obtained a more excellent name. Name that means authority. Am I making sense to you? So go back to Hebrews 1. Alright? Hebrews 1, please, where we were. Verse 4. Have we become more, so much better than the angels? As that by inheritance obtained a more excellent authority or name than they. Verse 5. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, and today have I begotten you? And again, I will be a, him to a father, and it shall be to me a son. Look at the next verse. Verse 5. For when he again brings the firstborn. Show me the King James, please. King James, very good. For when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, what did he say? Let all the angels of God do what? Worship. Now, so see this. Jesus was begotten at his resurrection. But now he's called the first begotten. Let me show that to you from Revelations, um, Revelations chapter... One verse five. Show me Revelations one verse five. Revelations one verse five. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first what? Begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So I'm showing you something. Jesus was begotten at his resurrection. Now watch this. Just as he's begotten, you also are begotten. How? Because when he died, you died. 
when he was buried, you two were buried. And when God raised him up, you too were raised up with him. So when he raised you up with him, you became begotten as he is. So when we speak of our oneness with Christ, and we are like Christ, it's not at the birth level. None of us have virgin birth. How many of you have virgin birth? How many of you Mary born you? Mary didn't give birth to you. Without virgin birth. But we claim to be one with him. It's at the point of resurrection. When God raised up Jesus, Bible says in Romans 6, show me Romans 6. Romans 6, show me Romans 6. And Galatians 2.20. Romans 6. Verse 3. He said, know ye not, as so many of us as were baptized into who? We're baptized into his death. Verse 3. Therefore we are buried with him with what? By baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we walk in newness of life. So it's at his resurrection, we became joined with him and became like him. Am I making sense to you? At his resurrection, we became like him, joined to him. So we can boldly say and believe now that everything that is true about him is true about us. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Oh, let's read loud. One to go. You know, this is what Paul understood. Paul understood this thing. That we are joined at that resurrection. We joined at that resurrection. We died God included us in that death, in the burial, and when God raised him up, he raised us up too, to a brand new life. Somebody say amen. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ who lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by what? The faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Somebody say amen. So every child of God who has put faith in Jesus, we are joined in that resurrection. We have been raised up by God like him too. And now we can boldly say, as he is, not as he was. As he is in his resurrected state, so are we. Somebody say amen. Amen. So now, before now, we're thinking, oh, but we don't have virgin birth. Um, We we are are just human. No, listen now. I first showed you, he identified with you in your humanity. Now, you identify with him in his divinity by his resurrection. So the life we're speaking about that is like Christ is not just the physical life. It's the new life you have now. And it's not separate from Christ. It's one with Christ. It happened at his resurrection. I'm one with Christ. What did Paul say? Paul said he raised us up with him. I think Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2 from verse 4. Ephesians 2 from verse 4. Oh, but God who is rich in mercy, for his great love with him loved us. Verse 5. Even when we are dead in sins, what did he do? Have quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. Verse 6. Verse 6. And he has raised us up together. You are not saying that. He raised us up together. Together doesn't mean all of us. Us and Christ. Begotten. He raised us up together. And did what? Made us sit together where? In heavenly places. Where? Where? Where are you now? Where are you now? Where is Christ? In heavenly places, far above. We are one with him. It's not something we are trying to achieve. It was done for us. When God raised up Jesus, he raised us up too. Now, now you understand. Now you are learning this. It means from now, start thinking what you cannot think about Christ. Don't think it about yourself. Can witch is kill Christ? Talk to me. Can winch, not witch, winch. Can not winch, winch. Winch, wicked past winch. Can winch, 
kill Jesus. You know, somebody was, somebody was asked, can the Christian be afflicted? Can the Christian be attacked? And people are talking up and down. Read the Bible. There's nowhere after Christ's resurrection, a Christian, a demon, a Christian was considered to be spiritually attacked or demons cast out from believers. Read your Bible. Epaphroditus was sick. He almost died. Paul said, and God had mercy. You say, Paul, no, not to cast that devil. But demons can't inhabit believers. Why? Because of the life of Christ. I know it's too simple to believe. Some of you like the hard one. Continue your hard way. We will stay here and enjoy our liberty in Christ. Put your Bible down. Move your glasses. Can you break now? Come out. Come out. Come out. What, they would do, what human being, dignified human being God made in his glory. Come out. Come out. Come out. Fall down. Fall, fall. Come out. They will not show you on Facebook to prove that they are anointed. And they will not show you. You will not be rolling. They will not be using for advert, for program. You child of God. Then, when they don't put you under pressure, you can't they spit. They vomit, not spit for you on a new rug. <laughs> you go to the phone. You go to the phone for your mouth. Pressure, pressure. Leave those people alone. You are delivered already. You are begotten like Christ. When God raised up Jesus, he raised you up too. You have the life of Christ, my brother. When we're telling you these things, I want you to learn it. It happened at the resurrection. You died when Christ died. You were buried when Christ was buried. When God raised him up, he raised you too. Say, shout from your head. Say, I have a new life. I'm begotten like Christ. I'm begotten like Christ. I'm begotten like Christ. So let me tell you. Now you know this. You will see that the supernatural is your natural. It's natural to you. My goats just born. They'll give person money if you goat born. If person goat born, they'll give her money. Yeah. I thought they share money for people with good born. You know, if your wife born, they'll give you something. If your goat born, don't they give anything? Eh, eh, okay. I don't know. But in case you they give for your culture, my goat born. <laughs> you know, I can make money from that thing. Fruitfulness. Even my goat is fruitful. Come and tap into my foot. <laughs> this year, ugly or wrong. And I want Bob, you move. Don't wait. The God born. Eh? God was born. So listen. The God gave birth. And the, what I had experienced before, when they give birth, they, we don't know how to handle it. The goats would die. The, the um, kids would die. So this time I, go, I was prepared. When the goats were born, I said to get milk. And they put milk. And we're giving the goats milk with syringe. Pushing because of their mouth. Pushing it. They must not die. <laughs> but see the lesson I want to send to you they are goats and they are born as goats but they can't eat grass yet for the fact they can't eat grass does not mean they are not goats they must grow so they can eat grass but they are goats that's what we're trying to tell you listen you are supernatural already you are in the spirit already there's nothing wrong with you already. You are, see, you are everything Christ is. That's why you need to be fed the truth. As we keep feeding you the word of God, the sincere milk of the word, the truth of God's word, you will find yourself growing and begin to manifest God-like, sorry, Christ-like. You get the point? So the, the goats are feeding now. Very soon they'll start manifesting God-like tendencies. 
Do you too, as you grow, you are like Christ already. He has raised up with raised you up already. As you feed on the word, you find yourself manifesting Christ-like. That's why you must come to church. You must read the scriptures. You must feed on the word. Tell three people, feed on the word. Feed on Christ. Feed on the gospel. Learn the gospel. Learn Christ. And all this thing you call spiritual problem, problem, we just naturally fall off. They will not use you for experiment and use you on Facebook to show you. Instead of coming to deliverance, where they are turning your head, pushing your head, turning your head, pushing your head, to put you on dry three days fasting. Just give yourself to the reading of the epistles. Who you are in Christ. Who I am in Christ. What I have in Christ. Feed on that. You will see all these you call problems will naturally fall off. Fruitfulness is already in you. I said fruitfulness, it comes with the package. Power comes with the package. Success comes with the package. Everything you need comes with Christ. Feed. Full package. Feed on Christ. My goat is already a goat. No, it's a baby goat. No, there's one comedian. It's a BG. You will not say, what's BG? Baby goat. That guy makes me laugh. Huh? It's a goat already. It's a baby. But it's a full goat. It has everything the big goat has. But it has to be fed. So that, am I making sense to you? So imagine the goat, the baby goat can't eat grass now. I will not think it has a spiritual problem. I will not be conducting deliverance. Why can this goat not eat? It is strange. Goats, they eat grass now, but it can't eat grass. There's a problem. I will not carry the goat. It's under spiritual attack. Why you, you cannot eat grass. You must go. Don't go eat grass. Yes, this goat must eat grass. Eat the price that come out. That thing. No, no, you have passed there this year. Look at someone in the face like a prophet. Point out to their face. Say you don't have any spiritual problem. You have been raised up with Christ to a new life with Christ. Feed on Christ. Feed on the gospel. Feed on the truth. And the Christ and the and the and the Christ life will manifest through you. Somebody rejoice in this house. See, I'm begotten like Christ. That's why Jesus said, The works I do, you shall do also. And greater. Greater because the the greater because you are coming now. He was speaking to the disciples. So in their human state, they could do what he did. But greater because we are going to come, we are going to be begotten. It's a new level. Am I making sense to anybody here? A new level, a new, a new. Hey, why did I say that yesterday? Story, change your story. Look at me, you don't need to change your story. Your story has changed already. When you see change your story program, don't go. Your story has changed. How when did your story change? When you went, when you resurrected with Christ. Your story changed. So, but you see, when he was telling them, greater works than this shall you do, because when he, when he dies and resurrects, and, the, and like him, we're going to do, they will do greater works, because they are in a different state. Does that make sense to you? They are no longer just humans. They are now humans with full divinity at work in them. Check your Bible. The miracles they did when Christ was here, they did as human beings. No divinity at work in them. But now, by, by Christ's resurrection, they are now divine like Christ. Even though still human. And in that capacity, they will do greater works. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And you too can do greater works. And you're not trying to do greater works. It's just natural with you. Am I making sense to you? For example, when Peter was trying to heal when Peter's shadow healed the sick, do you think Peter woke up that morning and said, today, let my shadow heal the sick? Do you think so? Oh, let my shadow heal the sick. So he prayed, Father, there's a new level I want to get into. The level of shadow healing. A new dimension in ministry. At, at the level of, lay, I don't want to lay hands anymore. Father, let my shadow. You think that what is it? Peter was just living his life, walking normally on the road. People say, ah, that man be that. They put their, they set sick people in Peter's shadow's way. 
and Peter's, and they, they got up. Not because Peter was trying to set his shadow. Peter was just living his life. That's what I'm telling you. Live normally. Don't try. Don't, don't try. Just, just live your life. Live the feed on Christ. Feed on that on your on, on your new reality. Paul said, say if you be risen with Christ, set your minds, your affections on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. As you are doing that, as you are focusing on Christ, learning Christ, the supernatural will naturally happen. There's a woman that sits here in church, a dark woman, one of the elders. One day she was coming to see me because she had a sickness to be prayed for. And that the many people were surrounding me. So she couldn't even tell me anything. All I did was shook her hand. She said to me, as I was going, what I came to tell you left me. She told me that. I didn't wake up in the morning thinking today, Father Lord, let there be a new level. Handshake anointing. No. Are, are you learning what I'm saying? Can I even tell you something? I was telling them in, in service yesterday. Healing the sick might not even be the greatest expression of supernatural. Jesus went to a place, Mark 6, we'll see that later. He said, and he could not do any mighty work except he healed a few sick people. So healing the sick as supernatural as it sounds might not be the biggest expression of the supernatural we're talking about. This year you will do great things though. I said you will do great things. Great things will happen to you. Don't limit it to healing the sick. There are bigger things that will happen for you in the spirit. You will do great things. Your hand will touch great things. Your testimonies will be loud. For by faith the elders obtain the good report. Your testimonies will be very loud. In the name of Jesus Christ. If a good report is what we read in Hebrews 11... I can imagine what better report is. Because better report is your portion. Good report was your portion. Better report is your portion. By Christ's resurrection still. Somebody say amen. See, I'm begotten like Christ. I'm anointed like Christ. So number one, we're begotten. Number two, we're anointed. See, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. We're sons of God because he resurrected. We have his life. We have eternal life because we identify in his resurrection. We identify in his resurrection. We have eternal life. That life came to us because of his resurrection. Somebody say amen. Say I have eternal life. Say, Lord, I have eternal life. The life of his son. Do you, do you realize eternal life is not, is the life of his son? First John 5. Let me show you First John 5. Before we move to anointed, let's skip, let's look at that we're begotten like him. Go to First John 5 from verse 9. First John 5 from verse 9. I want you to read this. See this, everybody? If we receive what? The witness of men, the witness of God is what? For this is the witness of God which has testified of his son. What did he say about his son? He who believes in who? What does he has the witness in himself? Who does not believe God has made him what? Because he has not believed the testimony that God gave of his son. Verse 11. And this is the testimony you must believe. This is the testimony you must believe that will not make you make God a liar. This is the testimony he has given of his son. What's the testimony that God is going to give us? Is he going to give us or he has given us? What has he given us? And this eternal life is where? In his son, verse 11. And he who has the son has the life. He who does not have the son of God does not have the life. Show me verse 13. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know. You see knowledge again? That you may know. You have revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge that leads to knowledge by experience. 
Revelation knowledge is called the pignosis. Knowledge by experience is called oido in the Greek. So you have revelation knowledge. It translates to knowledge by experience. So you, 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 you can know about America. Until you go to America, you have not known America by experience. But what puts America in your consciousness is that knowledge about America. Oh, America is your home. You look like America. America will feed you. America is your portion. Amen. <laughs> then you tell you know about America. But when you now go to America, oh, I got you. I got you. Everything changes. You now know by experience. Paul said we need to have revelation knowledge so it can translate to knowledge by experience. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Look at someone say you have eternal life. It's not a future experience. You have it now. I have it now. What is it? It's the life of the Son of God. How did he get the life? When God raised you up. When God raised him up, he raised you up too. And that's what you received that life. Somebody say hallelujah. And let's close with this this morning quickly. When only begotten like him, we are anointed. Say I'm anointed. I'm anointed like him. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, anointed like him. In John 3.34, show me. John 3.34, what does the Bible say? John 3.34, it says, He whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the spirit by what? Measure, by measure. Now what does by measure mean? By measure means Jesus was the only one in the Old Testament who had the spirit of God upon him and it stayed upon him. Every other functionary in the Old Testament, spirit of God came upon them but left them and did not stay. Only came because of the work they had to do. But Jesus is the only one that the spirit of God came upon and stayed. John 1.33, look at the Bible. John 1.33. John 1.33. Hear what John said. I did not what? Know him. But he who sent me to what? Baptized with water said to me, upon whom you see. The spirit, what? Descending and what? This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So what distinguished Jesus from the other Old Testament prophets was that the anointing, what? Remained. Say remained. So he who God has sent, the difference between Jesus, what distinguishes him as the Messiah, is that the Spirit of God remains. Say remained. I've been this for you. You are anointed like Jesus. Why? The Spirit who remains upon you. Say, Bishop, how do you know? First John 2. First John 2, verse 27. First John 2, verse 27. Look at the Bible. First John 2, verse 27. Let's read loud. One to go. But the anointing. But the, what's the anointing? The Holy Spirit's power. The Holy Spirit's power. The Holy Ghost is the anointer with the anointing. So the anointing is the Holy Spirit's power. But the anointing you have what? From him. Does what? What does abide mean? Show me the amplified version. What does abide mean? Amplified version, please. Oh, but as for you, the anointing, sacred appointment, unction, which you receive from him, abides permanently. Tell three people, I'm permanently anointed. Oh, tell them, I'm permanently anointed. I'm permanently anointed. Always anointed. When I'm sleeping, I'm anointed. When I'm eating, I'm anointed. When I'm fasting, I'm anointed. When I'm praying, I'm anointed. I am always anointed. Always anointed. It's permanent in me. Somebody say amen. And Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, show me that scripture, John 20, 21. John 20, 21. Remember, even God has sent. Now he says, as the Father has sent me, show me that scripture. John 20, 21. So Jesus said to him, peace be to you. As the Father 
has what? Sent me. Also so I send you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. Look at the next thing he did. Look at the next thing he did. And when he had said this, what did he do? He breathed upon them. And what did he say? Receive. Because the Father sent me by the Spirit, with the Spirit, I'm now sending you, and I give you the same. The same. The same. Look at someone say, I'm anointed. Just like Jesus. I'm always anointed. Just like Jesus. Hallelujah. Acts 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. Abi, who anointed him? With what? Holy Ghost and power. Oh, 2 Corinthians 1.21. Show me. 2 Corinthians 1.21. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 21. Look at scripture. Now, he who does what? Establishes us with you in Christ. And is going to anoint us. And will anoint us if we pray very hard. If we fast for 40 days. Will anoint us if we sow a dangerous seed. If we tap into Bishop Mokwede's anointing. Who has anointed you? Is he going to anoint you or has anointed you? Who anointed Jesus? Who has anointed you? Will he, who, who has anointed Jesus? Who has anointed you? With the same anointing anointed Jesus. Same Holy Ghost. And the anointing abides. So here my final closing words. His spiritual body, which is the church, carries the same anointing as his physical body. You know what I just said? As anointed as his physical body was by the Holy Ghost, that is how also anointed is his spiritual body. The anointing always needs a body to operate. The first body, the anointed, the anointing operated in was the physical body of Jesus. That physical body is in heaven at the right hand of God. But the work of the anointing is still needed on the earth. Because the anointing is to heal the sick, open blind eyes, liberate the captives. Are there captives on the earth? Are there blind people on the earth? Are there people who need the anointing on the earth? Yes, but Jesus is in heaven. He's on his part. Now is the turn of his spiritual body called the church. And that anointing that was upon the physical body is now on the spiritual body. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So that the choir sang this morning have become his hands to touch, to heal, his feet to go, his eyes to see. Papa Idasa said, he cannot heal except I heal. He cannot go except I go. I've become his body to do his work on the earth. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Stand your feet this morning. Look at someone say, you are begotten like Christ. You're anointed like Christ. Say, I'm begotten like Christ. I'm anointed like Christ. Say, I'm begotten like Christ. I'm anointed like Christ. Say, I'm begotten like Christ. I'm anointed like Christ. Look at me. I was preaching in Kano. Calvary Church, Bishop Ransom Bellows Church. And taught something like this. And then I asked people to pray for people. Because everybody's anointed. Every believer beside you is anointed. And people were praying for one another. And there were a lot of healings and testimonies of healings. But one of them that I liked the most was two men. One of them said, for three years, something was moving in my head. The other one said, for some years too, when I opened my eyes, cobwebs. Like I've seen cobwebs. My eye blood vision, cobwebs. What, what happened to you now? My, my head is healed. What happened to you now? I can see. What happened? The cobweb head, the cobweb eye, laid hands on the moving head man. Moving head man laid hands on cobweb eye. Cobweb eye healed moving head. Moving head healed cobweb. I like that testimony because both were sick, but the anointing still moved through them. 
Are you following what I'm saying? Look at the person beside you. Say you are anointed. Tell the person, I am anointed. By my union with Christ. In his death, burial, and resurrection. I have the life of Christ. I'm begotten like Christ. And I'm anointed like Christ. So ask the person, can I test my anointing on you? <laughs> can I test my anointing on you? Did you get an answer? Did he answer you? Did he answer you? Now tell the person what you want them to pray about. Tell them what you want them to pray about. Whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is this morning, tell them. Whatever it is this morning, tell them. What you want me to pray about? I'm going to test my anointing now. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Not only the bishop is anointed, not only the pastor is anointed. We are all anointed. We are all anointed. Have they told you? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. We, anointing does not pray too long. If it's sickness, the anointing says, Come out! With a loud voice. If it's money, anointing says, Father, provide that money. Am I making sense to you? Whatever it is, just open your mouth now and make that declaration. Pray that prayer now. Release that anointing from within you. Release that anointing from within you. Release that anointing now. Release that anointing now. If it's sickness, if it's disease, if it's pain, command it to get out of their bodies. Right now, ears be open, back be healed, head be healed, heart be healed. In the name of Jesus, glaucoma, glaucoma, cataract, be healed now. Every ear problem, every back problem, be healed. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, it is done. As it is done, make a joyful noise unto the Lord now. You are begotten like Christ. You are anointed like Christ. Hallelujah. His hands to heal. His hands to heal. His feet to go. His eyes to see. Begotten like Christ. Raised up together with him. Somebody rejoice in this house. Glory. Thank you for listening. We trust God that you've been tremendously blessed by this podcast. To download the full message and other messages by Bishop Wale Ajayi, please visit www.cgmimiraclecenter.org. You can also follow Bishop Wale Ajayi on all social media platforms. Be blessed.